0: You're listening to episode 153 of the Room to Grow podcast. stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. My name is Emily and today is a little bit of a different episode. I usually do something semi-similar to this uh, each year either um, on the blog or since I had a podcast on the podcast about Kind of the biggest things that I have taken away from the last year, because tomorrow, at a date of this airing, tomorrow is my birthday, (laughs) and I'm turning 33. But I have to say that 32 was by far the most life-altering year of my life uh, by a long shot, (laughs) by a significant amount. So I wanted to kind of speak to that a little bit because. They, it I, I've actually had a few people comment about this to me, and, and I, I strongly feel this as well. People have said, you know, it almost feels like your life started this year, like when, when you ended uh, your previous relationship and walked away from that, and it, like you've just kind of been on fire ever since um, in the best possible way. And I definitely, I feel that. However, it's also been an incredibly painful year as well, but... I tend to find, in my personal experience, that growth often doesn't come without at least some discomfort and potentially some pain along the way. Uh, So that is something to consider because a lot of the lessons that I have learned this year that I'm going to kind of walk you through, some of the biggest lessons anyway, there's too many to list here, but some of the biggest ones that I'm going to talk about here, um, they were hard-earned. Uh, it, it did not come easily and just because I can talk about them now and with a a little bit of space and distance, um, it is amazing, but it doesn't mean that there wasn't an awful lot that went into that before I was able to speak about them publicly. And there's still so many things that I'm going to pull away in terms of lessons from this year in the future as well, that I don't even recognize yet. I will see them in the future, but I, this is what I have learned so far and it's a lot. (laughs) So first of all, I just really wanted to, uh, mention the fact that if you are an entrepreneur, if you have ever wanted to increase your impact, your visibility, your reach, uh, your credibility in your field as well, um, to build your business, all these different types of things. And you've ever even considered starting a podcast, the doors are open for my brand new course, podcasting for impact. And not only is there a DIY version, if you want to run with it, you can do everything that you want to do with it. Um, Or there's also a one-on-one of handful of one-on-one VIP spots where you can coach with me one-on-one while you're going through the course as well. I am so excited about this because I've been working on this for a really long time and it's finally come to life and I'm taking everything that I have learned through more than 200 podcast episodes recorded in total between this podcast, my other podcast and guest uh, spots on other people's podcasts. Um, Things that I have learned in business, how to get in front of new eyes, how to maximize your growth and potential through a podcast and to get your message across in a way that no other platform allows. I am so passionate about this because podcasting has absolutely not only changed my business, but it has changed my life. And I want to help you be able to establish that for yourself and to build it in a way that is going to give you a really solid foundation to move from from there to just continue to grow to continue to expand. So, I'm really excited about it. You can jump over to podcastingforimpact.com and all of the information will be listed over there for you. Obviously, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to email me. I'm over at Emily Goff Coach, info at com. Apparently, I don't know my, my own email. Uh, so you can jump over there, take a look. Let me know if you have any questions at all. And it's it, it's a game changer. This course is absolutely a game changer. I have poured everything I have into it. And I'm so excited to watch people start to go through it the way I've been working with private clients up until this point. So super excited about that. Okay, back to the lessons and some of the things that I've kind of taken from this year. First, just like a, a brief recap. If you're new to the podcast, if you're new to me, um, in, just just to <laughs> give you a very brief synopsis, in the last one and a half years, I've managed to quit my full-time corporate job after working there for more than a decade. I have pivoted my entire business focus from holistic nutrition to podcasting and business coaching. I ended my long term relationship of nine years uh, last Christmas Eve after my former partner's uh, nine years of infidelity came to light. I will send, I, I will list all the episodes that relate to some of these things so that you can go check it out if you want more information. Um, I sold my house, my car, almost everything I owned. I left Canada to move to Bali, the farthest corner of the globe that I could go from my hometown. I literally Googled it and it actually is the farthest place that I could go, Um, on a so-called working vacation, but I've ended up living here instead of leaving. (laughs) So coming at you from Bali, uh, I have, I have just made more new friends and incredible connections than I can even count. I've put more muscle on my frame than I've ever had, which is a big deal for me because I, I just, I really enjoy lifting heavy weights and I have kind of like a tall frame and sometimes it can feel harder to put on muscle. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> uh, I've built a greater emotional strength and resilience than I even knew was possible. Um, I, I just, I am a much more confident version of myself and not only confident in myself, but confident in my ability to handle things when shit hits the fan as well, which is really important because that helps you to be more decisive and to take, more action without the fear that often holds us back as well. And honestly, as painful as this year has been, I have laughed harder and more often this year than I have in years. And don't get me wrong, I didn't really laugh at all. I didn't even smile basically for the first half of the year. But since then, and since uh, leaving Canada and just Continuing my healing journey and connecting with more new, more new, amazing people, and, and all of these things, I have laughed more in the last few months than I, I think I have in my life. And it's just been kind of crazy to see that level of, of lightness, to allow that level of, of something light into my life. So, the first place that I kind of want to start here, number one that I've kind of taken away from this year. Is to let people in, and the thing is, especially when we're going through a tough time, people want to help. And even if you aren't going through a tough time, people actually just want to support you. They they want to to help you out when they can. They want to do whatever they can to give somebody a leg up if it's possible. And but in order to to do that, you have to allow it, and you have to let people in because it's very easy to isolate yourself. And that's my go-to is isolation. I, I isolate, I, I cut people off. Um, I think, you know, I can do, do this myself. I don't want to, to put my shit on anybody else. I need to figure this out on my own. And sure, that, that's, that's fine, I guess, to a degree, but it's a very lonely place to be. And ultimately we all need help and support and While it's easy to isolate, it's much harder to be vulnerable. But that vulnerability is where the connection comes from. And there's multiple episodes I can reference uh, here that I've done about loneliness, which I will make sure to to, uh, mention in the show notes. But I want to remind you, you, you can do hard things. And if you have a tendency to isolate, do the opposite once in a while and see how different you feel. If you can feel that deep in your soul, like something is really affecting you on a deep level and you you start to feel that, that urge to just you know, go bury yourself, go cocoon yourself and not speak to people for days, I'm urging you to attempt the opposite, to lean into that fear and to lean away from your natural inclination to keep people out and instead invite people in. People who are, who are deserving of being invited in, of course, like people close to you, family, loved ones, uh, close friends, whatever that looks like for you. But lean into that a little bit and take note of how different you feel because it might change how you handle things the next time. So letting people in, that's been a really, really important lesson for me this year. And I've had a really hard time doing that um, because I have dealt with so much trauma and life altering circumstances this year that I not only did I not want to put that on anyone else and kind of like ruin their day but I didn't want to have to manage their reactions because it was such dramatic circumstances that that my relationship ended as well I I was still dealing with my own reactions and then anyone I told would have such a significant reaction to it that I would end up comforting them instead sometimes but it, it just depends on how you present it to someone and you can just say you know what I'm still processing this too. I'm hoping that we can just um, like talk about how I'm dealing with this as opposed to turning it into just an event session, right? And just that that vulnerability and that uh, connection that will be created as a result of you opening up a little bit is powerful. It's really powerful and it's going to make you feel a little bit less alone in the world and deepen connections with people and that is going to really help to lend you the support to get through whatever it is that you're trying to deal with so let people in let people in number two kind of related to this one allow yourself to be loved and it's harder than it sounds Um, but sometimes we need to let ourselves be cared for and to be taken care of especially when you need it most. Like when, when, you've, when you're down for the count, <laughs> when you've had a tough time and you are struggling and it feels hard to get out of bed in the morning, you need to allow people, again, like to, to let people in and to allow yourself to be loved on a little bit. And you know what? Everyone is going to end up having circumstances at some point where they need to be loved a little bit. So just because right now might be your turn doesn't mean that you can't return the favor when something, I mean, not that we want anything unfortunate to happen to anybody else, of course, but inevitably life is just gonna throw some curveballs to all of us. And then trust in the fact that you will show up for someone else when they need it too. It doesn't have to be this one way street, and it can be very difficult to receive love, but you need to allow yourself to do so if you are going to be able to make it through really tough circumstances. And not only that, but recognize that you're not only worthy of being loved, but you are deserving of it too. Everyone deserves love. I don't care who you, who you are. Everyone deserves to be loved, to feel loved, and you are absolutely worthy of that. So that's a big thing to unpack. Uh, That's not something that you can just snap your fingers and say, yeah, I'm going to allow myself to be loved from now on. (laughs) Like that, that can take a long time to lean into, but I want to remind you that that is is that that is there and that that's something that you might really need to make some adjustments on and to let, you know, open the door to a little bit in order to receive it more. Number three is that grief, sadness, and pain can strike at the most unexpected and often inconvenient times. This doesn't mean that you've done a shitty job with your healing. It simply means that you're human and that there will always be more healing to do. <laughs> always. And sometimes the most trivial things can trigger you out of nowhere, out of absolutely nowhere. Um, I did a, a breathwork session um, a few days ago with uh, a friend of mine and I'll actually, I'll reference her in the show notes. Her name is Sarah and uh, I've had her on the podcast and she's amazing. She just explains what breathwork is in this really beautiful way and and it can be very powerful. It can be very intense. And during the session, I, I felt some, some things come up that I thought were kind of done and dealt with um, and I didn't think too much of it. And then I overall, I felt fine afterwards. I'm like, okay, I'm good. And then within about, I don't know, three or four hours, there had been just a handful of really trivial little things that had happened that I could feel the overwhelm building. And I think that the breath work had just kind of brought up enough things to the surface that then a handful of really trivial things that would normally mean absolutely nothing set, set me off. And I ended up just being a wreck for a good 24 hours. <laughs> like a complete wreck, <laughs> just emotional. I, I was, I was struggling and I moved through it, but it brought, it brought up all kinds of things that I was like, wait, what? Like, I thought I was past that. I thought I was over that. Like what, what is the problem? And it was just this really beautiful reminder and a little bit painful reminder, I suppose that sometimes we're going to be hit on a really deep level when we least expect it. Like you might open your eyes in the morning and feel like crying for no particular reason. And we can all have this experience. This doesn't mean that you have to have gone through. I I mean, we all have, you know, like kind of traumatic types of experiences just in that show up in different ways. But those types of things can catch us off guard. And I kind of want to just reassure you that it's actually normal for these types of emotions to come up really unexpectedly and sometimes inconveniently, unfortunately. (laughs) So that's just something to really be aware of. Number four, you are what's in your own way. And once you realize that, it becomes easier to step aside and to allow good things in. Because if you're always looking outwardly, um, you know, blaming other people or circumstances or whatever it is, that isn't helpful. That's not going to get you anywhere. And ultimately you are the only one who can save you. You are the only one who can make that happen. And when you step out of your own way and you realize the things that you might even be doing to kind of self, self self-sabotage yourself, that's going to change things. And you're finally going to be able to fulfill your full potential, And to step into those roles that you might have been avoiding, even though the story that you were kind of telling yourself in your head was, oh, well, you know, I couldn't make this happen because of this, or because of this person, or, you know, like you are resourceful. You will figure out a way to make something happen if you want it enough. But often we are the ones who are stopping ourselves from reaching that point. We are the bottlenecks. We are the ones stopping ourselves from ever getting to that point. So when you step out of your own way, you're going to feel a shift and it's going to change things significantly. And that can be in a business sense, that can just be in, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve or change in your life. You are what is in your own way. So move aside and and allow things to start coming to you. Take that action. Number five is that motivation is different from inspiration and you're not always going to feel inspired to do the work. This is particularly relevant if you're an entrepreneur. You you just aren't. You are not always going to feel inspired to do the work. In fact, you often will not feel inspired to do the work, but you can come up with greater motivation to keep you going. So I talk about this a lot about really getting down to the, the core reason as to why you do what you do. So you can almost go through an exercise where, you know, if you ask yourself why you want to do something, ask yourself why five more times and come up with an answer for each. And you're going to end up by by that fifth, why you're going to end up getting to a greater reason as to why you do what you do. So if, um, if for example, in my case, I ask myself why I uh, do podcasting coaching, because I want to get more people onto the podcasting platform. Okay, well why? Because I want people to grow their businesses and, uh, you know, to have more freedom. Okay, but why? Um, I want to help them establish themselves and and build trust with their audience so that when it comes time to sell or to offer people, you know, a little sliver of, of hope or something like that, that can get them through a day, then that, Podcasting is the perfect platform for that. Okay, but why? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, keep going with that, and you're eventually going to come to a reason that is going to help to keep you motivated on the days where you don't feel inspired. Because sometimes we can just sit around waiting for that inspiration to hit. We're like, okay, checking the clock. Like, where the fuck is it? (laughs) Where's that inspiration? It was supposed to show up at 8 a.m. today when I was planning on starting my day. Uh, and I'm still sitting, uh, in my jammies watching Netflix and it's noon. Wait, inspiration, where are you? That's not how it works. That's not how it works. And this has been a very hard lesson for me to learn this year. (laughs) Very hard lesson. Um, and, and you have to recognize that yes, sometimes you are just going to have off days or bad days or whatever, where you might not get as much done as you want to. Um, but you, you can't just sit around waiting to be inspired all the time in order to do the work. Sometimes you're going to have to do the work, even though you're feeling a great deal of resistance to it and you don't really feel like doing the work. But when you pull it back to your core motivations, that is what is going to help to propel you forward. Number six is that laughter really is the best medicine. Um, and and listen, I've seen both lightness and darkness this year, uh, kind of the extremes of each. And... Nothing feels quite as heavy as grief and pain. Um, it, it changes you. And it makes things very, very dark. Very dark. And the thing is, is that when you're in that, part of the problem is that you don't feel like laughing. <laughs> you, you, you don't want to laugh. There's nothing to laugh about in your mind. And sometimes that's absolutely true. There, there just won't be anything to laugh about in that particular moment. But something that got me through some of those darker days was recognizing that I wouldn't always feel that way. That there were days ahead where I would feel better. Where I would feel lighter. Where I would actually feel like cracking a smile or laughing again. And trusting in that, that, that no, no single emotion is, is permanent that made a really big difference to me. And then when I got to the point of, you know, meeting new people and making new friends and, um, and that, that's not the only way to start laughing again, by the way, just in my particular case, that was one of the ways that I started laughing and inviting that lightness in. I, sometimes when you've been in in grief and darkness for so long, you almost feel guilty for laughing. You're like, wait, what is this? What am I allowed to laugh? What, what is happening here? Especially if it's something like, like grief, uh, you know, for a loved one that has passed or something like that, you almost sometimes will feel that you don't deserve to laugh. And that's a whole different layer of that. But you are deserving of having that lightness in your life. And you might not get it today. You you might not be able to get there today. And that's okay. There's there's nothing wrong with that. But I do want you to trust that if you're in a really deep, dark place right now, that it will not be forever. It will not be forever. And there is light at the end of the tunnel, even if right now that tunnel feels so fucking long that you can't even see the pinprick of light. But trust that it's there. Because when you put your trust in that, it's going to help you to continue to move forward. And when you get there, that, that laughter, that, that lightness, that joy, that's going to kind of release some of that pain and that grief and that darkness, and it will help to balance things out. Okay. Number seven, when (laughs) this has been really interesting for me, when you face your worst fears, You realize your own strength and it gives you the power and confidence to do more things that scare you and to step outside your comfort zone even more. It's, it's kind of a practice like anything else. And I have to say not a lot rattles me anymore, (laughs) which has surprised me (laughs) because as much as I might come, I I, I hope that I don't come across this way because, um, that that I always strive to show up in, in the most authentic way. And really like true to myself and, and my genuine personality. I can often uh, get quite anxious. Um, sometimes, you know, make, make a big deal out of relatively nothing. Just kind of struggling with worry and doubt and, and stuff like that sometimes. And it can take a toll. But when, when just as, as one example, I faced multiple fears this year that I, I'm going to kind of mention. But when I faced my biggest fear um and my absolute worst nightmare like something I couldn't have even dreamed up in my worst nightmares was the situation that unfolded with my former partner like not only you know we all kind of tend to fear like infidelity in our relationships but this was next level this had been happening since day one of our relationship for almost a decade I had been lied to over and over and over and over and over again, like more, more times than I could ever possibly hope to count. My entire life had been built on lies. Uh, then more and more like shocking lies became uncovered in the aftermath of me ending the relationship. It was, it, it, it was a complete wreckage. And I couldn't have dreamed up those things happening if I had tried. But when that situation did happen and I had to face them head-on because there was no other option. I had to. I realized how fucking strong I was. And when you figure that out and when you, you really start to understand that you actually don't understand how much strength you possess, all of a sudden everything else feels like trivial bullshit. And it really lines things up very quickly in perspective. And when, when shit comes up now, I'm like, okay, like on, on to the next. And I noticed that, I mean, I, I talk about this in, in episode 117 as well. Um, that when I ended that relationship, my anxiety dropped almost overnight. It, it virtually completely disappeared. And of course I still have moments where I, I struggle with anxiety and I can be quite anxious, but overall I've noticed this enormous shift in myself that when something comes up, when a situation presents itself that is incredibly anxiety-inducing, normally, that, that it would have been very anxiety-inducing for me, I don't sweat it the way I used to. I kind of look at it as a problem to be solved, and I figure it out, and I move on um, without like the usual freakout that I would have had before. I, I, I'm not nearly as ruffled about much the way I used to be. Just as a handful of examples, like, I, I, always, I always tell people, you know, traveling internationally, it's not a matter of if things will go wrong, it's a matter of when. <laughs> and I've had lots of things go wrong since I left Canada more than five months ago. Uh, for one thing, there's a whole situation with my laptop crashing in Hawaii, on a very remote corner of Hawaii. I ended up having to fly it to another island, to the Apple store, to get it fixed twice so I had to fly it there and then I had to fly back again from the other island to pick it up because my accommodations were already booked and whatever um then I flew back from Hawaii back to Bali and as soon as I got to Bali the exact same crash on my laptop happened and the only way that it could be fixed trust me I tried every angle I go into this more in an episode that I'm going to reference about crying in an apple store because that happened um <laughs> and some of the lessons I pulled just from that experience alone, I had to fly it from Bali to Australia again, twice. I had to fly it there. I had to then pick up uh, a a laptop that would tide me over temporarily while mine was being repaired, flew back to Bali. And then a week or so later I had to fly back to Australia to take the other laptop back to pick up my old one. It was just a nightmare. But at some point, like I was just hitting points of, okay, okay, this has to get figured out. My entire business is, on, is, is run online, like on a laptop, and I have to have a laptop. So how do I figure this out? Um, things like my cell phone not working when I first got here. Figured it out. Not knowing anyone when I arrived here or where anything was. Uh, you know, I've had multiple credit cards and debit cards compromised here multiple, multiple times, which is actually unfortunately very common in, in Bali. And that has presented some issues. Uh, you know, you, you learn to problem-solve on the fly because there's no other option but to fix the problem. So rather than focusing on the problem, why waste your time? You might as well get started on the solution because the problem isn't going to help you. Move past the problem. The problem's already happened, so figure it out. <laughs> and when you, you just hit a point where when you faced some of your deepest, darkest fears... And you made your way through that complete shitstorm. Everything else seems trivial. Like, okay, this happened. Shit happens. How do I figure it out? How do I, How do I fix the problem? How do I make it happen? So that's been a really, really interesting one for me to see almost my entire personality shift a little bit in that regard. Number eight is that the best way to force yourself into action is to burn all the bridges. So, for example when I was selling my house and leaving Canada uh, I had several moments of complete and utter panic as we sold the house and I was packing up or getting rid of virtually all of my belongings like several different moments of panic because I was like holy shit (laughs) I'm I'm leaving like this safety and security and like everything that I know and I'm not just going on a little trip I'm I'm leaving for months at a time and I'm essentially going to be homeless. Like, I'm not going to have a real home anywhere else. Um, I'm not going to have a, an official home to come back to. And I can't unsell my house. <laughs> I can't get my shit back once I get rid of it. Like, it, it it was the ultimate act for me of burning the bridges. Not only that, but I'm an entrepreneur. I don't get a paycheck. i I have to make shit happen on my own. If I'm going to make enough money to put food on the table. Um, I I just, I I burned so many bridges that forced me closer to the lifestyle that I have wanted for a really long time. And that kind of action. and, And of course mine is like a drastic extreme example, but there are other ways to, to burn some bridges in a way that is going to force you into taking the action towards the life that you want or the business that you want. Wh- whatever it is, you know, the relationship that you want, maybe wh- whatever that looks like. The best way to do that is to force your hand a little bit. If you're certain that that's, that that's what you want and that you can feel deep in your soul that that's what's going to be best for you, that is the one of the best ways to do that. Number nine. This has been a really weird lesson for me this year, uh, is that I actually love meeting new people and making new connections despite my introverted, my introverted ways. And I used to kind of joke like I hate people <laughs> or tell friends that I was growing more antisocial by the year. Uh, but I've realized it's actually one of my favorite things is not only connecting with new people, but moreover, you know, connecting, connecting people I meet with other people that I know. And I actually seem to be really good at it, which has taken me by surprise, <laughs> but still, you know, I, I'm still all about that really tight circle of nearest and dearest friends. Um, but I've done an entire episode on this uh, as well about, you know, building some relationships and connections with new people and, and how you can make that happen, especially from a business standpoint, uh, because I think it is one of the ways that will make or break your success is the connections that you develop. They say, you know, your, your, uh, net worth, is basically made up of your net work and I think that is really true. I, I think that that's a really important thing to remember and I think I was just kind of in a space of not fully understanding myself and I was kind of cutting myself off at the knees and, and not really allowing myself the space to meet new people and to make new connections because I was just like oh I don't really like people. I'm, I'm anti-social but once I put myself in a space where I, again, kind of burned some bridges where it sort of forced me to be a bit more social. I'm like, damn, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> this is a blast. And I'm actually really good at it. Who am I? Who is this person? <laughs> and I just kind of like opened up and expanded. And it, it was a really kind of cool tra- transformation to see within myself. Um, so if, if you're feeling that way, let yourself open up. A little bit and see see what happens you know try something new try a new class try uh connecting with someone that you haven't connected with before it can even be online too that's fine I've met all kinds of cool people just using the internet you don't have to pick up and travel somewhere Uh, so it's it's really been fascinating to see that transformation and just how much I love connection and meeting new people and and getting to know like some really amazing humans Guys, did you know there's some awesome fucking humans out there? <laughs> Go connect with them because they're amazing and they can change your life. <laughs> uh, okay, number ten. This one has been hard. Uh, I, I I have felt really untethered this year, um, and I just really want to remind you because this is one of one of the things that I have have really taken away from feeling a bit untethered is to stay close to the people who bring you joy. Who, who will support you at your worst and love you just as much with tears pouring down your cheeks as, as much as they will when you're crying from laughter instead of sadness. Like, I, I don't have a lot of family. Uh, I have, I have a, a very small family and, I mean, blood family, like related by blood. Um, but I have often said, I've done an entire podcast episode on this too, but choosing your family, which has been a really popular episode, I will reference that one as well is making your own family too, even on the other side of the world. It's funny, I keep joking that I've adopted several different brothers from other mothers over here, <laughs> and it honestly feels that way, not to mention the amazing girlfriends that I've made. But more importantly, though, just staying close and putting in the effort with people who might be farther away too, uh, in, in my case, because I'm on the other side of the world. This isn't going to be the case for everyone, but for me, it's taken a lot more work That despite massive time zone differences and and anything else that can come between you, just recognizing that relationships do take work, but they're worth it more than anything else. More than anything else. And that's the shit that matters, is those relationships with your core people. I don't care if you're related to them by blood or not. Whoever you choose your people to be, and you will know them, it's it's kind of like, like your soul recognizing its counterpart in another. Isn't that isn't that from Wedding Crashers or something? <laughs> but I actually love it and I think it's so true because we talk about like soulmates and all this shit. It, it's, it's not just about like a romantic relationship. You can recognize your people in someone that will just be a really dear friend and just a really dear loved one to you. And keep those people close to your heart. And it is going to take work sometimes, especially if you're traveling or if you have, you know, a particular set of circumstances where that's made more difficult, it's going to take work, but it is going to be worth it because that is what everything comes down to. That, that is the most important part. Number 11, it's allowed to be easy. (laughs) And there were several times, I I have a personal development coach named Emma Tate. She's been on the podcast episode 133. Uh, She's amazing. I absolutely adore her. And there were several times this year where I questioned my coach about why I was feeling better. So this is like since I left Canada, I I was questioning her about that. I'm like, was I, you know, am I just bypassing pain? Am I sidestepping my pain? Am I avoiding necessary healing work? Because I was very clear from the beginning that I did not want to sidestep any of my grief or my pain because I didn't want it to, to drag along behind me like a dead weight. Like I would rather work through it then sidestep it and go around it and then have it come back and bite me in the ass later. So, you know, I I would feel, I I was feeling better. I was feeling happier. I was feeling lighter. I was laughing more. I'm like, Emma, what, what is happening? I'm like, am I, am I just sidestepping things? Am I avoiding pain? Like what's going on? She's like, no, uh, I think you're actually happy. (laughs) And it was bizarre that I needed that reminder and like permission basically to just actually be okay with being happy. Because I had been so deep in so much pain for so long, that, emotional pain I mean, that I almost didn't recognize happiness in myself anymore. And I thought it, it, it wasn't allowed. It felt very foreign to me. And after a really significant um, experience that can, you know, one that's like fairly traumatic, I think that's relatively common to feel that way. And we forget that things are allowed to be easy. So for more on that, I really recommend checking out one uh, episode 133 with Emma. She's amazing. She's just an incredible human, just such a bright light. Um, And she just has some really, really profound things to say that you will walk away from that episode from. She's fantastic. Uh, Number 12, wrapping up in number 12, life is too short and too precious to spend, wishing to spend it, wishing for things instead of taking action towards doing the things that will move you closer to what you want. So this is kind of related to the the burning the bridges and taking that action. Um, it's funny. I've I've done a lot of things this year that I guess some people would classify as bucket list items. I don't I don't really use that term about bucket list items because I'm sort of of the belief that like if you want to do something, just go do it. But I, I wasn't really living that for a long time. And I've, I've done all kinds of things this year. I've, I've driven a motorcycle for the first time. I've gone skydiving. I am living abroad. I visited Bali and Australia. I met up with one of my best friends in the world in Hawaii, uh, Christina Montalvo. She's been on the podcast many times. I'll reference her as well. Um, and I have more of those types of activities planned for next year and beyond, too because I've just kind of hit the point in life where I recognize that I don't wish to be complacent. And listen, that doesn't mean because, you know, some of these activities take money and, and, you know, the financials to back it as well. So there's a couple things I'll say about this. One is that you can pick, pick something that you're really passionate about, you're really excited about and save towards it to work up to it. And the other thing is there's all kinds of things that you can do every damn day that don't cost you a dime either but that will give you your power back because you will start to take action towards doing the things that you want as opposed to just wishing your life away for them. You, you are able and capable more importantly of stepping into those things that you want and making them come true for yourself. And it doesn't mean that it won't take time. It won't take effort. It won't take hard work and and blood, sweat and tears essentially to get there, (laughs) but It is possible and I want to open that door for you to help you remember and to be reminded of the fact that those things are possible, whatever they look like for you. That can be a a very wide variety of things. It's going to look completely different for everyone, but I want you to recognize that in yourself. So there's going to be a very long list of episodes that are referenced here that all tie in with this episode and some of the things that I've talked about and covered today. Um, I'm just, I'm really grateful to be here and to be where I I am. And I don't just mean like in Bali, I just mean in general, like just to be as a human being at the age of 33. And I'm grateful for the experiences that I've had, uh, both light and bright and both and dark and painful I'm grateful for all of them because they have made me who I am and they have they've put me in the space that I am in currently and while they aren't necessarily circumstances that I would have chosen for myself I am incredibly grateful for them because they have uh, shaped me into who I am and I really like who I am right now Um, I have never felt more comfortable in my own skin as I do now. And that's something that I want for everybody. And I didn't feel this way for a really long time. I think I thought I did, but I, I never, I never felt like I feel now. So yes, long list of episodes that will be referenced. Um, all, all things about, you know, listening to your intuition, episode 120, episode 126 about forgiveness, uh, very, very popular episodes. One of my most popular episodes, uh, episode 129 about lie spotting detecting deception in everyday life. And episode number 133, stepping out of the, the chaos of your life with Emma Tate, the, the coach that I just mentioned. Episode 149, the fear of success is real and everything has a price. Um, there are multiple other episodes that I'll be listing here, listing here. I really recommend checking them out. They've all been extremely well received and, uh, hopefully they can change something in you and help you recognize something in yourself that is worth fighting for and is worth making those changes for is worth you know inviting in the lightness over the dark sometimes because the darkness is always going to come but you you get to choose some of the lightness and you can decide to invite it in to allow it in it's allowed to be easy right (laughs) so go check that out uh also go to podcastingforimpact.com to check out everything related to the course. There's so much involved with it uh, that is going to help you to level up your business, to build relationships, connections, um, you know, actually help you to create revenue, reach the people that you are desperately trying to reach. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur, I'm so excited about it. And there's so much information uh, that I've poured into it that I think you're gonna get so much out of. So really excited about that. So don't forget to share this episode. You can DM me over at Emily Golf Coach and again you can always reach me by email at info at com. and we'll be back on Thursday.